Meantime, someone who is never a baby and always has the great scoop is our next guest, great investigative journalist, John Solomon. Um, John, first off, um, I want to get, because you have a great scoop, but I first want to have you, as we're just getting everybody's take on day two of the hearings, the January 6th hearings today. I said it just looked so political. Um, It was all about, like, sort of trying to, you know, slam Trump in any shape or form, and I didn't see anything new. And I, and I want to get to your great uh, scoop in a second. But overall, what were your thoughts on the hearing so far and especially today? Yeah, listen, I think uh, there was a flip in the script today because last week we were told that Donald Trump um, uh, basically instigated the Capitol riot and deserved responsibility for it. That doesn't hold up because the president four days earlier had authorized 20,000 troops to put down any violence. Why would he go instigate something he had already put the forces to put down? So today they they flipped the script to a different theory, which is uh, Donald Trump knew that he didn't really win the election, but he did the Stop the Steal show to make lots of money. His old goal was this was a fraud. It was a a fraud show, and it's a completely different uh, storyline than they were telling last week. So somewhere over the weekend they clearly flipped scripts, came to a different storyline, uh, most Americans aren't are tuning out, right? They, uh, you can just tell these in the midst of record gas prices, record inflation, high crime in the big urban areas, and the wide open border. Uh, people are much more focused on their financial security, their futures, than they are about an event that occurred 18 months ago that most people have come to reconcile. A bunch of people acted badly that day and stormed the Capitol. So I'm not sure what the Democrats are getting out of this other than maybe feeding their base. Uh, but today, uh, the the, the storyline and the script shifted from where they were on Thursday. And I think that's, if nothing else, confusing to everyday Americans. Yeah. And I also think I watched all of it. I'm sure you watched a lot of it, John, too. I didn't see anything new and revealing. And just as you said, I felt like, and there was a great line that I just played from Jonathan Turley, who said that basically they're just trying to go after President Trump, that this is just basically, uh, he said Democrats are trying to convict Trump for being a terrible person, that that's sort of like whatever they can do is just to kind of slice into Trump or maybe try to get some of his followers to maybe not follow him anymore. So to me, it seems so politically calculated as opposed to something of substance, just as you said, tying to a crime. Yeah, and listen, most people expect a proceeding like this to be fair, meaning the defense gets to tell their side. They get to put on their own evidence. This is a one-sided show if there ever was one. And I had Congresswoman Claudia Tenney on my show today. She's from New York, of course. And she spent some time in her earlier adult life working in the communist country of Yugoslavia before the fall of the Soviet Union. And she said this reminded her of the old Soviet show trials where uh, it really was just an effort to embarrass a political rival putting on a fake show for the public to see. Everybody knows it's fake, but they are forced to watch it anyways. Uh, Interesting perception for someone who spent some time in communist Yugoslavia back at the time. So uh, they're, they're not scoring points. And quite frankly, as you know tonight, one of their main allegations has now uh, fallen apart, and I think that that's going to further hurt the credibility of this committee. Yeah, so let's get to that because you guys had a blockbuster, and it'll be interesting to see if anybody brings that up tomorrow. And some, of course, as you said, there isn't the other side to bring it up, but maybe in the hallways or something. Uh, but let's talk about this major blow that you guys got, and it comes actually from the Capitol Police records. Go ahead. It does. So the the current Capitol Police chief who got his job after January 6th was picked by the team that Nancy Pelosi has uh, installed. 
uh, told Congress today in a letter that the key allegation that the January 6th committee made a month ago, that there was a Republican congressman who led a group of January 6th protesters the day before on a casing operation, basically a surveillance operation to help everybody figure out how they would storm the Capitol. This is a very serious and outrageous allegation. It was made uh, by uh, uh, the chairman, Benny Thompson, and the vice chairwoman, uh, Lynn Cheney. So both of them put their name to a letter making this allegation against Congressman Barry Loudermilk. The Republicans have cried foul about this for quite some time. Chief Manger, uh, Tom Manger, the current police chief, uh, said his team reviewed all the security surveillance from January 5th and January 6th, uh, and they have determined that, one, Loudermilk never went to the Capitol. He was in some of the office buildings with some constituents, didn't even actually go to the Capitol, which, by the way, was one of the allegations, and that everything he did that day was nothing more than a normal constituent um, uh, visit and that there was no evidence he was scouting or surveilling or uh, casing the joint for a a future attack on the Capitol. This blows a big hole. There was a lot of credibility that the January 6th committee put into this allegation. They put it in a letter. They went on CNN. They ginned this up all around the country for a whole month. Congressman Loudermilk's name was dragged through the mud. Today, the Capitol Hill police chief chosen by Nancy Pelosi's team says it ain't true. Wow. And by the way, that really is interesting because on Wednesday, they already teased it today, as you know, at the end and basically said, we're going to show sort of this planned effort to undermine and to do the, you know, to sort of connect the dots, if you will. So it might have even been something that they were planning to spotlight on Wednesday of this week. It might have fit with some of the uh, criteria of the the plot, if you will. Um, and that, that blows a hole through it. But you know what's interesting, John Solomon? I'm not surprised because I feel like from day one, they have been selectively editing. I think they would have so much more credibility with the American public if they weren't sort of – it feels like they're throwing darts. And I brought up even the comment from, you know, Liz Cheney on day one. She had the tweet up, you know, this was last Thursday, and it said – and she said verbally, you know, Trump never told anybody to go home. Even while they were rioting, he was enjoying it. He never told right. them to go. And there you see in the Not tweet true. and in the tweet, as you and I and I we knew he had said it, but but it's it's yep. there in evidence. It says go home. But she reads up to that line and then she's like, OK, let's go. Let's move on. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, wait, 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 wait. You know, and it's the same thing with the peacefully and patriotically. Today, we saw the President Trump talking at the rally, and they picked like one word and another word, and it's like some of them weren't even in the same sentence. And then, yep. then they don't even get to the go peacefully and patriotically. They play like everything up to that point, and then they said, oh, he never wanted it to be calm. You know, are you kidding me? It, it, it's, you know, it's embarrassing and it's it's incredibly insulting to the American intellect. Americans are far smarter than what this committee is giving the public uh, credit for. And it's going to backfire. Americans, they've seen this show before. Joe McCarthy gave us a version of this in the 1950s. And Adam Schiff and Benny Thompson and Lynn Cheney have revived the, the Joe McCarthy tactics, which is through innuendo, creative editing, suggestions, try to make someone look guilty when, in fact, the evidence doesn't back it up. And, you know, uh, we had uh, – I talked last week to uh, Alan Dershowitz. is a Democrat, lifelong Democrat, voted for Joe Biden in 2020. He did not vote for uh, uh, Donald Trump. He said that he's watched every word of the president's speech. There is no evidence of incitement. He said, in fact, Chuck Schumer's comments about the uh, Supreme Court justices on abortion were much more closer to incitement than uh, than what Donald Trump said. Uh, 
you know, people all across all political spectrums are, are just laughing this off. The only sad thing is the Democrats running the show don't know what they look like to the American people. They don't realize how damaging making an allegation against Laudermill, uh, Congressman Laudermill is when it falls apart. Last November, I broke a story that they had accused uh, NYPD Commissioner uh, Bernie Carrick uh, of attending a meeting in uh, Washington on January 5th in which they plotted to overthrow the um, uh, the election results. I got phone records and toll booth records. Bernie Carrick wasn't even in Washington. He was in New York that day. They had apologized to him. This is how sloppy, this is how dishonest this investigation has been. I've covered a lot of great congressional investigations. I ran Contra through all the Whitewater stuff, through uh, an impeachment. This is the most poorly run and mo- most inaccurate investigation i've ever seen run in congress yeah this is not uh what is that columbo this is not that you know it's more like get smart more like get smart (laughs) he picks up up the shoe right he makes the call exactly yes adam adam schiff has a shoe phone that'll be the next thing exactly john this is great work thank you very very much and everybody check out john's great work justthenews.com and also, Jay Solomon reports also on Twitter, always has great, great stuff. Good to have you here, John. Thank you. Thanks, Rita. Have a great night. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888 Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 